The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. As Jesus drew near Jerusalem, he saw the city and wept over it, saying, If this day you only knew what makes for peace, but now it is hidden from your eyes. For the days are coming upon you when your enemies will rise at palisade against you, and they will encircle you and hem you in on all sides. They will smash you to the ground and your children within you, and they will not leave one stone upon another within you, because you did not recognize the time of your visitation. The Gospel of the Lord. Well, good morning. Uh, you may recall back in September, we were in a part of Luke where um, John and James wanted to bring down fire and brimstone, and it was just a part of how the book of Luke is broken up, but Jesus said, no, we're going to take a different way. And we've now entered uh, the end of that section, and here we are, going into Jerusalem. And Jesus sees the city, and he weeps, he cries. And we can relate with this, because when we think about what Jesus was looking at, not just the city, but really kind of the end of what was happening, and he's seeing a people and a city in distress. So he has compassion, and that's the way we feel when we see situations and people that are in distress and despair, we can also get tears because of compassion. Um, I was really taken with the word visitation. It seems like an odd word, so it caught my attention, you know, and I like to go back and get a feel for, well, where else were the, the writers of this trying to get a feel of visitation. Um, the very first usage of it is back in Genesis, and uh, it has to do with Joseph. This was the favorite son of Jacob. Uh, he was the one that was uh, despised by his brothers and really left for dead, but he didn't die, and he made his way to Egypt, and eventually he saves all of his brothers, so really all of Israel because of a famine, they relocate to Egypt where they live, and Joseph was responsible for that. Well, um, so the specific scripture, uh, Joseph is about to die, so he's gotten old, and he's about to die, and the visitation is translated to aid. And he says, as is some of his final words, he says, surely the Lord will come to our aid. Visitation, aid. There's a little bit more to that when you think about it. Surely the Lord will come to our aid, and he's going to rescue us. So take my bones with you when he does. And so sure enough, they take his bones to Israel, and, and uh, so he was buried in Israel but the concept of aid, that really kind of struck me. That fits with Jesus coming to Jerusalem. He's bringing aid. 
And he says, if only you knew the aid that I'm bringing. If only you recognized the time. Well, I was sitting there with my Bible, um, and I was just, so I'm, I'm in Genesis, and I'm just kind of contemplating, you know, if you only knew the time. And as I'm sitting there, it's, it's not so much of the words I'm reading, which typically that's what we get out of the Bible, but it's, I see all my tabs. And I think of, wow, Exodus, um, Moses, you know, God leading Moses and Moses taking care of the people. And you're thinking of crossing the Red Sea and all the great things as they enter the promised land. And then you get to um, the book of Judges and you think of Gideon and you think of, all, you know, all the things that God did with people to help lead the people. And you, and you keep going down, you look through the, the book of Kings and you think of David and you think of all the things that have happened through the years, the prophets, the prophecies. Even Jeremiah had come up with approximately the right date for when the visitation would happen, when the aid would come. You sit here and you think, 2,000 years. That's what Jesus, I mean, here it is. God, he says, it's been 2,000 years. Look at all the things I've done. And you don't recognize the aid right here in front of you. Well, so I thought, I should look at another, I should look at this, where else does visitation show up? And the next place is in Job. It's like, well, Job was in distress, he was in trouble, Uh, he had all kinds of things going wrong for him. And so Job 6.14 says, A friend owes kindness, although kindness is translated aid. So a friend owes aid to one in despair, even if he has forsaken the fear of God. A friend owes aid. Well, again, it seems a perfect example of what we have. Jesus is looking at Jerusalem who really has lost the fear of God. And he says, I owe you. Now, certainly God doesn't owe us anything, but he sure acts like he does because he keeps pursuing. Jesus says, I'm going to give you aid. Even though you've lost the fear of God. You know, this starts to feel like our Catholic social teaching. Love our neighbor even when they really hate us. That's, that's where this is going. I, I see in Job here a perfect example of what we're supposed to think about when it comes to Catholic social teaching. We love those that hate us. Jesus is going into Jerusalem and people are going to rip his flesh off. That's what he's doing. Um, Henry Nowen said, compassion That's what Jesus has for us. Compassion asks us to go where it hurts, to enter the places of pain, share in brokenness, fear, confusion, and anguish. Compassion challenges us to cry out with those in misery, to mourn with those who are lonely, to weep with those in tears. Compassion requires us to be weak with the weak, 
vulnerable with the vulnerable and powerless with the powerless. Compassion means full immersion in the condition of being human. Well, that's what we see Jesus do at this very point. He is going into and offering aid to the people that really don't recognize him and hate him. Uh, I see it's really interesting that um, our celebration uh, today, um, uh, St. Elizabeth is the patron saint of Catholic Charities, as Father Mike had mentioned, a perfect example of offering aid to the people in despair, in distress. Um, one other last note, I was, uh, as I was thinking about this, being in distress. Um, SOS, um, you know, the old telegraph call for help, uh, save our souls, save our ship. Um, it's interesting when we think about that's what we do when we're in distress. We send an SOS. Uh, Mayday, it actually came from a French word, come help us. It occurs to me that people in distress, you know, we use that old term, you know, people that are hurting hurt people. Um, I think when they're really in distress, they're saying mayday. Even though they have a whip and they're lashing and they're hurting us and they're against us because of the compassion that we feel like we owe because we're Catholic, it's really that verbiage coming back is the opposite. It's not, I hate you, it's May Day. And I think that's the, what we need to remember. It's May Day, May Day, May Day, when people are doing things that are really making them unhappy. And that's the concept that we need to take into the world. And here's something different, just like Jesus does right here when he weeps and he goes into the city knowing full well what's going to happen. Let's stand and offer our petitions.